0: You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. And here I was thinking the Sacramento Kings could start another winning streak. Ha, nope. At home against the Minnesota Timberwolves with fans back in attendance inside the Golden 1 Center, the Kings left their defense in Dallas. They fall to the Timberwolves 134-120. to De'Aaron Fox doesn't play too much because he's playing on a tweaked ankle, according to head coach Luke Walton. We'll talk about how that might and should affect De'Aaron Fox's minutes for the remainder of this season. Plus, looking at this Kings roster, which players would you invite Back for training camp next season, and which would you be fine not seeing in a Kings uniform anymore? We're talking about it all on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. My My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento Sports Radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and multimedia journalist. And I was not in the Golden 1 Center last night. Wish I could have been to see fans back in attendance. I know it was only 1,600 or so, but you could even tell through both the radio and television broadcasts, the energy was already different. It was already louder. No surprise, Kings fans bring it. I thought it was awesome that it was 1,600 frontline workers and and first responders and those who have been on the front lines uh, during the entire COVID year and during this COVID pandemic, making sure that whether they're healthcare workers and people are getting taken care of or even workers at the local grocery store to make sure You get food. Uh, Those who have been out and about outside the safety of their homes during this COVID pandemic, uh, they were given the opportunity to go to the game last night. It's just a shame that they weren't treated to a better performance from the Sacramento Kings. Although part of me also says, you know, what did you really expect? What do you expect from this Kings team for the remainder of the season? What is it about this Kings team? that makes you excited to go to a game. And I'm not trying to discourage you from going to a Kings game at some point at the remainder of this season because, look, I want to go too. I, it's all about experiencing the energy. It's all about getting out there, getting that freedom back of being able to watch a Kings game. I get it completely. But know that when you purchase a ticket and when you're going to the Golden 1 Center for the remainder of the season, you're going to be watching, for the most part, bad, inconsistent basketball potentially featuring less minutes for major players like De'Aaron Fox got last night. And on top of that, you know that defense is going to be nowhere to be seen. Now, if you're a fan of offense, you probably enjoyed last night's game with how high scoring it was, especially early on. Now, you're not happy with the result. The Kings losing 134-120 to to Minnesota, their second loss to the T-Wolves in just over a week, which, by the way, the Timberwolves are not the worst team in the Western Conference now. That title belongs to the Houston Rockets as the Wolves leapfrogged them thanks to the two victories over the Sacramento Kings. So, hey, at least the Kings helped the T-Wolves improve, I guess. But last night's game was extra frustrating to watch because it was the continuation of a bad Kings mindset that is carried out throughout this season, and especially during the recent losing streak of late. The Kings just think that they can rely on their offense alone to beat teams, and they cannot. They can't even beat one of the worst teams in the Western Conference just relying on their offense alone. They're not good enough. And look, I know the Houston Rockets put together many successful seasons with somewhat deep playoff runs where all they cared about was outscoring you. But they also had a guy named James Harden on their roster who could average 35, 40 points a night. Now, De'Aaron Fox has been doing what he can to score 30-plus a night. But going back to the Rockets, in addition to James Harden, they also had pieces like Eric Gordon, who would also provide a lot of perimeter scoring. Ben McLemore became an important piece there, not to mention guys like Austin Rivers. And, oh, yeah, Chris Paul was there for a period of time as well. The Kings aren't nearly to that level. As capable as they are on the offensive end, they're not good enough to rely on that alone. And that's been proven time and time again this season, and yet it's a lesson the Kings just will not learn. As has been the case many times over the last month or so, the pregame layup lines continued into the first five to 10 minutes of this game, except this time it was on both ends of the floor. Both teams were scoring and getting whatever they wanted to open up this game. Sacramento actually scored 43 points. In the first quarter, an impressive number. It's just a shame that they only scored a combined 46 points in the second half. So you get all your scoring done ahead of time. That scoring starts to drop off. You don't make any defensive adjustments. So the Timberwolves continue to score at a high rate. And that's what leads to a 35-17 to 17 fourth quarter for the Timberwolves, which resulted in this 14-point victory. It's pretty impressive that the Kings can score 120 points in an NBA game without overtime and still lose by 14. That's pretty impressive. But the Kings make that look normal. And that's not normal at all. That should never be normal. We should never look at a 134 to 120 final score and go, yeah, that's about NBA average. Absolutely it's not. If you're scoring 120 points in the NBA, you should be winning a majority of the time. But that's not the case for Sacramento because on average they give up 130 nearly. The T-Wolves last night shot 56% from the field, 41% from beyond the three-point line, 73% from the free-throw line, and their ball movement was really, really solid. 34 assists in this game. Now, it's really easy to get an assist when you're just passing to an open man for an easy layup or a wide-open three, but at least the Wolves were actually hitting their shots when the Kings shots stopped falling in that fourth quarter. De'Aaron Fox only played 28 minutes in this game. That naturally was noticed by a lot of Kings fans. After the game, head coach Luke Walton shared that Fox tweaked his ankle in Dallas, and with it being the first of back-to-back games, he wanted to limit Fox's minutes. Now, I'm not trying to get too Sherlock Holmes here and not going to get my crystal ball out and try and predict things without having proper context, but it would not surprise me if the Sacramento Kings use this tweaked ankle to limit Fox's minutes throughout the remainder of the season. In fact, I would say it might be the correct move. Not shutting him down, not pulling him back to only 20 a night, but instead of giving Fox the 36 to 40 minutes that he's been playing a lot so far this season, dialing that back to the high 20s or even low 30s, it makes sense. You protect your star, make sure he doesn't get hurt in a meaningless game, give more playing time to other potentially younger guards and ultimately lower the likelihood of winning, which of course helps draft lottery odds. It's what I've talked about on the locked on Kings podcast over the last few episodes. These are moves that teams will typically make towards the end of the season when they don't want to outright tank and just blatantly shut a player down and say, he's out for rest or he's out for load management or whatever the terms have been. Instead of that, You say that he's dealing with an injury like a tweaked ankle, and let me back up for a second. I'm not saying that the Kings are lying here and that Fox isn't playing hurt. Fox is banged up almost 100% of the time. Fox plays through injuries constantly. He's done it his entire career. The amount of punishment he takes every time he attacks the basket, the man is definitely hurting, but he plays through it. So I believe he did tweak his ankle. I don't know if it was the Dallas game. I don't know if it was a different game. I don't know if it was practice. I do believe that De'Aaron Fox probably is hurting a little bit. So pick the injury. Use it as an excuse to limit his minutes. Kill two birds with one stone. That's all I'm saying. Harrison Barnes played way too many minutes, if that's going to be the strategy. He played 39 minutes last night. I was very impressed by the play of Harkless, Chemezi Metu, and DeLon Wright. All three of them looked good. Metu in particular had some really good connections with Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton, by the way, really struggled in this game. Played just under 26 minutes, only 7 points. Did have 9 assists. Still waiting for that offensive explosion game from Tyrese Halliburton. Him getting back to looking really good on the offensive end of the floor. It's been a while since he's been able to do that consistently. But I made a comment during this game after the play of Chemezi Metu. And it's not just been this game. Metu has been solid In the majority of the playing time that he's been getting this season, he's also been solid over the last handful of games. Now, I'm not going to overreact to this because he's a two-way player for a reason and still has a ways to go before he carves out a consistent rotational spot in the NBA. But in my mind, he's done everything correctly. He's put in the work, put in the effort, and it's translated to his performances on the floor. He's not getting run with garbage lineups at the end of the game. He's getting important minutes off the bench, in close games, and he's performing, I wouldn't be surprised if Chemezi Metu is on the list of players that will return to the Sacramento Kings next season, might get an invite to Sacramento Kings training camp. And I wouldn't hate Chemezi Metu actually getting a legitimate roster spot, kind of similar to how Daquan Jeffries got a legitimate roster spot this season after how solid he played in the Orlando bubble. Now, maybe Jeffries isn't the best example because we know he's no longer on the team and he got hurt and never really performed this year, But you know what I mean. We're going to talk about this Kings roster, which players you and I would feel comfortable or would want the Kings to invite to training camp and which we wouldn't mind just saying goodbye to overall. We're going to talk about that, plus a standings update. And why don't we take a little spin on Tankathon to see where the Kings would finish if the draft lottery were today. That's coming up next on the Locked on Kings podcast before that though, it's time for the Mikaleb Ultra Player of the Week. And we are giving it to Chemezi Metu this week for the reasons I just listed. He plays hard, he plays with effort, he plays with joy. He's always working hard, and that joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. And for Chemezi Metu, for all players, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Just like Michelob Ultra, 2.6 cards and 95 calories. Joy, happiness, enjoyment. You get that from Michelob Ultra, and I get that from watching Chemezi Metu play. You can see Chemezi Metu experiences that from the opportunity that he has earned, not as given, he has earned on the floor. Chemezi Metu, your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? An update on the play-in race in the Western Conference. If you still care, if this were a NASCAR race, the Kings would be in the pits with a bum tire while everybody else is still going around the track lapping them. But the Kings still mathematically in it. They are six games back of the San Antonio Spurs, who are in the 10th spot. Also six games back of the Warriors in 9th. The Pelicans just four games back of those two teams in 11th. Once again, I'll reiterate, I don't think the Kings have a shot in hell. But I'll still update it for you until it's mathematically no longer possible. But now let's look at the Kings draft lottery odds. They're still sitting alone in seventh, one game ahead of the Toronto Raptors, two and a half games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers in sixth, and three games behind the Oklahoma City Thunder in fifth. So they haven't made up any ground. In fact, the Thunder, they've lost 11 in a row. So they're pretty much securing or doing what they can to secure a top five pick, still having to fight off Cleveland. But just because you finish with top five odds doesn't mean you will get a top five pick. The Sacramento Kings, if they stayed at seven, they would have a 31.9% chance of moving up into the top four and a 7.5% chance at the number one overall pick. So, on the Locked On Kings podcast, it is Draft Lottery Day, April 21st. The Locked On Kings Draft Lottery Simulation. Let's give this a spin today and see where the Sacramento Kings would fall and how the draft lottery would shape out. I'm not even messing with you. (laughs) The Sacramento Kings got the number one pick. I'm not even joking. Now that sounds really, really bad because this is the first time I've done this on the Locked on Kings podcast, but literally my first spin as the Sacramento Kings going up six spots and winning the number one overall pick. The Orlando Magic at number two. The Minnesota Timberwolves drop to number three. The Oklahoma City move up to number four. The Houston Rockets drop four spots to number five, and that pick then goes to Oklahoma City, I believe, so they'd have back-to-back picks. Detroit at number six. Cleveland at number seven. Toronto at number eight. I'm not messing with you. I'm not kidding. I might take a picture of this and post it on Twitter with this episode just so you can see it. Maybe it's a sign. See? The Kings are going to win the draft lottery. That's what the Locked on Kings podcast says. Or I just took what little luck the Kings had and wasted it here on a meaningless podcast episode on April 21st. But let's not think of that way. The Kings win the number one pick. We'll do it again. Let's try to do it every day or every other day or something like that until the lottery itself just to see where the Kings end up. But hey, that's fun. The first spin, the Kings actually win the lottery. I'm all about that. Regardless of where the Kings end up in the lottery... Regardless of who they pick in this upcoming draft, regardless of what they do in the free agency market or trade market, the Kings have a decision to make as to who they're going to invite to training camp. And I've had a conversation with you a little bit over the last few episodes of Locked on Kings where I feel the Kings have too many fringe pieces on this roster that are just going to be too long of projects. The Kings need to take their roster spots and use them better with more capable, known NBA talent next season. So that being said, I want you to pull up the Kings roster or maybe you know it by heart and I want you to answer this question for yourself. I'll share with you how I feel about it and who I would pick, but I want you to go through and I want you to look at the names and tell me which names you would absolutely invite back for training camp before next season. Which players you would like to see still on the Kings roster and which players you wouldn't mind the Kings moving on from. I have in front of me a list of nine players. It could have been ten, but I also feel like nine is too many, and I might want to get it down to like six or seven. But the nine players that I have that I wouldn't mind still seeing in a Kings uniform in training camp at the start of next season, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton, of course, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, hopefully the Kings can re-sign him, De'Lon Wright, Chemezi Metu, Mo Harkless, Kyle Guy, and Robert Woodard. Now, Mo Harkless, I don't think is a starter caliber player, but he's been solid for the Sacramento Kings this season, at least in the limited time that he's played. I like what he's brought to the Kings. I like the physicality that he's brought. Now, I think he can bring that physicality and that energy off the bench. I don't think it needs to be as a starter, but I would not hate to see the Kings work out a deal with Mo Harkless to bring him back and keep him around in some sort of bench role for at least next season. Kyle Guy, he's one of the two-way players on the Kings. Chemezi Metu is the other. I already talked enough about Metu. Kyle Guy, in the limited playing time that he's got, I thought he's looked solid. He's a scorer. You know what he does. He's also a better distributor than I think we've seen. Defensively, of course, there are concerns. But Kyle Guy, I feel, could get playing time, even if he's still at the very end of the bench, but on an actual NBA contract. I feel that Kyle Guy could get playing time every once in a while. He'll come in and he'll provide the same thing, which is instant offense and shooting. I trust Kyle Guy, but I also don't have unrealistic expectations for him. Robert Woodard, I'm a big fan of. I thought he was very, very good in the G League Orlando bubble, and I would like to see what he can be. Now, he's still a significant project, and if the Kings have too many major projects, they're not going to work out. So Robert Woodard is on the fence for me because I really like him, and I would like to see him work out here in Sacramento and see what he could turn into, but I don't know if he's the right project to take on, especially when the Kings are trying to develop Tyrese Halliburton, are going to have another rookie or two joining this team after this draft. So I could say goodbye to Robert Woodard on this list. And then if I had to choose between saying goodbye to Mo Harkless and Kyle Guy, I'd say goodbye to Guy just because I know Harkless is an NBA player and has been an NBA player. So if I had to get my list down from nine to seven, those would be the seven names. Fox, Halliburton, Barnes, Holmes, Wright, Metu, and Harkless. That means nobody healed who I'd expect the Kings to try and trade away. That means no Marvin Bagley who I'd hope the Kings trade away. That means no Terrence Davis, and that one was a little difficult for me. He's a microwave scorer, but I think he's replaceable in free agency or in the trade market or even in the draft. And that also means no Justin James, no Jamias Ramsey, no Chris Silva, just too many fringe pieces taking up roster spots. What is your list? Send it to me at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email it to me SackLocalmedia.com. Again, names on this current Kings roster that you would like to see, or you, if you were the general manager, would invite to training camp next year. At Matt George Radio on Twitter, SackLocalmedia.com Email to honor their victory in the Built Bar Madness Bracket Tournament in March. Coconut Brownie Chunk is available for a limited time right now on BuiltBar.com. The improved Built Bar, even more delicious than before. They have incredible flavors like cookies and cream, carrot cake. My favorite is Mint Brownie, who should have won the Built Bar Madness bracket, but I'm not salty or anything. Speaking of salty, they also have salted caramel, orange, toffee, almond. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And on top of being delicious, Built Bars are healthy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Let me give you an example. The Cookies and Cream Bar, which is my wife's favorite bar. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D 15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Kings last night were three-point favorites on betonline.ag in their meeting with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, of course, they lost and didn't cover that spread. I hope you didn't lose any money on last night's game. But according to BetOnline, tonight the Kings are even more favored, minus 4.5 in the second night against the Timberwolves. Now, I know it's hard to defeat the same team on back-to-back nights in their arena, but this is the Sacramento Kings we're talking about. And if I were putting my money on this game, I might take the Timberwolves plus four and a half. Regardless of if you're betting on this game, the rest of the NBA action football, baseball, hockey, soccer, betonline.ag has it all. BetOnline, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And on top of sports, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, the scores, the odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. If you head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you'll receive a 50% Welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON. L O C K E D O N, all one word. Have some fun, make some money on Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, no surprise. I have low expectations for this Kings versus Timberwolves rematch tonight. If the Kings win, great. If they lose, great. I'm hoping those fans who are paying to watch the game tonight are treated to a little more defensive effort and maybe playing the same team on the second night of a back-to-back after getting destroyed offensively the night before. Maybe they'll learn some of these lessons and come out with a little better effort here. In tonight's contest, I'm very interested to see how much playing time De'Aaron Fox gets, how much playing time... Harrison Barnes gets, Buddy Heald as well. And do those Kings bench providers, Wright, Metu, and even Mo Harkless, who I assume is still going to be starting, do they continue to play well and have the same success that they did last night? As for the Timberwolves, you got to be afraid of their big three. Carl Anthony Towns had 26 last night. D'Angelo Russell, 28. Anthony Edwards, 28. Look out for those three to have another big game tonight. And regardless of what happens, we will be back on tomorrow's Locked on Kings podcast to talk about it, to break it all down. So I hope you will join me for that. If you're going to tonight's game or if you went to last night's game, let me know what the experience is like. I want to know how you feel about being back in the Golden 1 Center. Being able to go to a game again, even if the team's not that good, seeing all the cutouts, seeing a mostly empty Golden 1 Center, let me know what that experience is like for you I'm at George Radio on Twitter or email me sacklocalmedia.com. Remember to answer my question about which players from this Kings roster you would invite to training camp next year. And, of course, any other questions, comments, anything like that that you have, send them to me. I would love to engage in conversation with you. Enjoy the game tonight if you can. We'll be back to talk about it and more tomorrow. Go back and listen to my conversation with Sacramento Kings president of business operations, John Reinhardt on yesterday's podcast. It's a tiny bit outdated because we were previewing the first game inside the golden one center with fans, which of course was last night, but still we talked about other good stuff, including how the organization is overcoming the financial impact of COVID 19. It's a good conversation, only about 13 minutes long. So go and check that out if you haven't already. And if you could leave a review of this podcast, that would be awesome. Best place to do that is on Apple podcasts or iTunes. Leave a, uh, Uh, Five stars, a little blurb about what you like or don't like about the podcast. Constructive criticism is fine there as well. Maybe a sentence or two to help attract other Kings fans and listeners like yourself here to the Locked on Kings podcast. I appreciate you. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you next time. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked on Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You are Locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.